Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. Hello, hello, welcome to another episode of the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. My name is Forrest, just as the uh, pre-inserted intro said. And I'm here with kind of another off-the-seat-of-my-pants <laughs> episode. Uh, last time I went a little bit into my grandpa, remembering him, uh, he having passed away two years ago, and just kind of looking back on his life, remembering him, uh, remembering uh, the ways in which he's impacted me, and also the pretty good chance that he himself was on the autism spectrum and he did not need uh at at no point in his life did he ever necessarily need to be diagnosed in order to live a good life and uh live a pretty successful one you know lead a, a great marriage and a good life in general so uh, this week i'm doing something pretty different and once again this was not <laughs> in my plans uh when i was coming up with the outline for this season you might have even maybe felt like these episodes have just kind of intruded upon the whole formula of this season. But you know what? That's okay. You want to know why? Because it's my show. <laughs> um, so uh, today I thought it would be interesting to kind of share a little bit that I don't feel 100% comfortable sharing, but I think it would be, I think it would be good because it can teach something about people on the autism spectrum that a lot of people, including pop culture, seems to overlook. When someone thinks of someone on the autism spectrum, you know, like, people will think that they're either, like, innocent creatures who could not, who could possibly, like, who couldn't do any wrong who could do no wrong, they're, they're innocent, they're blameless, they, um, they have no weaknesses outside of the perceived weaknesses that autism gives them. And I think we even see this in pop culture as well, you know, like in, in movies and TV shows um, where there are autistic people in it, their weaknesses or their struggles tend to be connected directly to their place on the autism spectrum somehow. You know, I I thought Extraordinary Attorney Wu was an excellent show, and I still recommend that you uh, go watch it on Netflix if you have Netflix. Um, but a lot of her struggles were pretty directly linked to her place on the autism spectrum. Same can go for uh, Matthew from The Chosen. You know, these are characters on the autism spectrum whose weaknesses and struggles are often linked to their autism. Most of the time, we don't see these characters struggle in ways that are a bit more relatable to, I mean, quite literally anybody. (laughs) You know, like, but do autistic people, do they... Do they do they knowingly lie? Do they knowingly steal? Do they knowingly struggle with other things, other areas in their in their lives, um, addictions, um, pride or jealousy or envy or something or stuff like that? 
Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they do. I know I have. And I know, and every single autistic person I've ever known in my life has. And yes, you could say that in some cases, they are maybe vaguely con uh, connected to uh, their place on the autism spectrum. But most of the time, when I screw up in life, the last thing that I want to do is go, well, clearly my autism made me do it. You know, like, I don't want to go, well, clearly my autism is at fault here. Uh, no. <laughs> in fact, a lot of the time it's not. And so I kind of wanted to be a little bit open and honest about, you know, a, a particular struggle of mine. It's really not too uncomfortable, but it, it does encapsulate um, one of my biggest struggles over the last a year and a half. And to be honest, this is probably a struggle a lot of people are having right now. I think a lot of people can relate. Um, so... I'm not going to go into the, the nitty-gritty details about mine and my wife's finances. I know I've dropped hints here and there from the last year and a half on this show that inflation is something on my mind. The current state of the economy is on my mind. I've dropped hints here and there. I've talked a little bit about my passion for for finances, for the economy, for, you know, kind of like delving into the details of that scene, um, learning about people's personal stories and struggles during this difficult time that we're facing. Um, I have a couple of brief philosophies to share on that in this episode, actually, because my goal throughout this entire show and something that I have wanted to stay very just firmly on is the fact that I don't want this show to be a downer for people, you know, when they listen. There is so much noise <laughs> that we uh, deal with today. There is a lot of noise involving social issues and politics and everything in between, and we have the absolute just insane mess that we call social media that exacerbates uh, these problems, makes people more hyper-aware of everything going on around us, and um, kind of assaults them with a flurry of different emotions, and they don't really know which one to, um, to stand on specifically. They're just feeling, we just feel so much at once that it's overwhelming. For us autistic people, it can be a bit overstimulating. I don't actually know a lot of autistic people who use social media. It's kind of funny. Like, um, in my personal experience, most of the autistic people that I've known in my life don't use social media. Um, my wife doesn't use it at all. Uh, and you know what? She's a pretty happy and healthy person because of it, among other reasons. So, uh, you know, I don't blame her for that at all. But yes, so over the last year and a half, I have, you know, I've had my fears and I've had my anxieties and, I, and I've had my worries personally about our money. And my father-in-law is a licensed financial advisor. My father has always been just really great when it comes to finances. He has a lot of wisdom in that area. 
partially because he made mistakes when he was younger that he did not want to see me repeat. And he um, has always been someone, as I'm growing up, to like really nail it, nail it in my head how to be financially smart. And so due to, you know, the inflation and the uh, current state of the economy over the last year and a half, um, going back to what I was saying about like, we have, there's so much noise going on. I wanted the show to be something positive. I want the show to be a place where people can go to, to get something, to hear something encouraging or to actually learn something, you know, in all this noise, not a lot of people are even talking about autism anymore. This is something that was a huge, huge subject a couple years ago. Not like it wasn't even that long ago that people talked about it a lot. But now we've kind of moved on, and maybe, maybe the arguments you know one might make is that it's because autism has been normalized to the point where we don't really need to talk about it anymore. But I disagree. I think we do. I think, I think it needs to stay somewhere in the social conscious conscience or social consciousness um because if we start forgetting then we're gonna have to learn all over again but yeah i've always wanted this show to be some uh like a positive place kind of a safe space if you will from um kind of just the more intense stuff going on right now so that's why that's why I don't ever really talk about politics, and I don't really ever talk about social issues. I like to keep things within the uh, immediate realm of my own life and my own experiences, and I think people are really starving for that. There are s countless podcasts out there now about politics and social issues, so if that's what you're looking for, the market is booming for that. You're, you're, you're not going to have a hard time finding podcasts about that stuff, but that's not what this show is. <clears throat> so anyway, bouncing back, because I'm disorganized that way. Um... I have had a real, like, I've had real struggles over the last year and a half, had worries about our finances. And here's the funny thing, though. I'm, I'm typically, I grow obsessed with these types of things. I grow obsessed, hyperfixated, if you will, on the state of our personal finances and how well are we actually doing and what can we do to save more money and how can we spend less and, like, again, I grow obsessed and I grow worried, but my worries don't typically reflect reality very well. Because I can tell you, like, on a surface level, I can tell you that my wife and I are doing fine. I'm not going to parade that around. I'm not, I'm not going to gloat about it. You know, I, don't, I, I hope that anyone listening isn't going, oh, well, good for you, <laughs> because that's not what I'm trying to express. Because we are doing fine, but I know people personally who are doing better. And I was actually um, honest with a friend of mine about this recently um, because his brother uh, has a really, really, really good job. Like, I mean, he, he's an extremely lucky and blessed guy. He really, really is. And he landed a job maybe about two years ago. And because of this job, which he really does enjoy, it um, it's great for him. 
Um, it, it's a really great environment. I went down to his uh, workplace uh, once before. <laughs> really cool place. I, I really wish that the place that I worked at can be as cool as that. Um, can even just look as good as that. Because um, I bet you, you know, an environment such as the one that I saw when I got there, that's the kind of environment you would be ecstatic to go back to every morning. Maybe after a while, like, if you were working there, you kind of just get used to it. Um, it all just kind of becomes, the, you know, like your background and nothing really more. From my perspective, I'm kind of thinking I would just like I would love to go to a place like that every single morning. Uh, like what like what a dream. But anyway, um, he but because of this job, he does make he makes significantly, significantly more than my wife and I together do. Like, his wife doesn't even have to work because of how good he's got it, how much money he makes. He, you know, just makes insane, like, honestly, to me, from my perspective, you know, coming from my situation, uh, he makes insane amounts of money. And he's also incredibly financially smart. He saves an awful lot to, to the point where... I mean, in all honesty, he and his wife could probably, like, go, like, travel to another country overseas for two weeks and come, and come back and still be just fine. Like, that's probably as, as good as they're doing. Um, this, what I'm talking about right now, this isn't something that I haven't told anyone before, so if the guy happens to listen to this show, um... I don't think he'll be all that shocked, and to be honest, I, like, I think he'll even think it's kind of funny, <laughs> um, but, you know, recently, and I've known this about him for, like, at least two years, I've known for the last two years that, um, you know, he makes significant amounts of money more than my wife and I do together, but, um, recently, uh, when I would hear about him and and how well off he is, I, admittedly, I feel jealous. I feel a little bit envious, and that's wrong, <laughs> and that's not an exclusive feeling tied to autism. That's just, that's just jealousy, that's envy. It's like that thought process of, oh, well, this guy is doing, you know, this guy is doing so incredibly well. This guy is doing so much better than me. And because of the money he makes, um, he gets to have so many more opportunities than my wife and I do. And as someone, and I mean, my wife and I both work, but we have to work in order to make our living situation work. I've thought about it. If I was, um, if I was, not married, if I was, or my wife didn't work, and I was just working by myself, um, where we live right now, probably, like, I would probably barely, like, I would probably be able to still make it, I'd probably still be able to live here by myself, but barely, like, it would be tight, it would be tight, and there would be less room to save money, a lot less money that I'd be able to save for the long term. Again, I'd probably still be able to pull it off, um, but it would be extremely tight. And, and I don't, with the kind of situation that we're in, again, 
we're doing fine. But I, I remind myself once in a while of how vulnerable I think we, we really are. And it's easy for people to take that for granted. It's easy for people to take for granted um, what they, how much, like, what they have. And in their minds, they'll think, well, we have more than enough to, you know, do X, Y, and Z fun thing, and it'll be fine, we'll pay it off later, we'll pay it off later, we'll be in debt, but we'll, but we'll pay it off eventually, it'll be fine, I want this stuff now, I want to go to this place now, etc, etc. Um, but I'm, I'm the kind of person who constantly reminds myself of how vulnerable, like, we really are, if something really serious were to happen to us, um, it would, it would mean a lot of struggle. It would mean quite a bit of strife. And obviously nothing too serious has happened to us yet. I hope it never does. <laughs> I hope it never does because I'm not entirely sure how to survive it. But yeah, when, um, when I've been hearing like recently again about, uh, how good, you know, this guy's situation is, how good he and his wife have it, um, I, you know, like, I feel a bit jealous, I feel a bit envious, I have that, again, that toxic thought process of, well, why is it that, like, I worked my butt off for years to get us to a good place, um, to have it as good as we can, but someone else was able to, um, someone else was able to work hard too and get to an even better, <laughs> better place. Um, he went through, uh, college all the way to the end. Uh, I have not. I'm actually, <laughs> little fun fact, I'm actually working on rectifying that starting, um, in the winter of 2024. I actually plan on going back to school and finishing off my degree but it's pretty modest. It's just an associate's degree. I started it all the way back in 2014, and I just kind of stopped. Uh, I I stopped signing up for classes in the middle. I stopped pursuing it. College has never necessarily been for me, and the reason why I'm going back and finishing it is because I'm already so close to finishing it that I might as well finish it. And that way, okay, I have a degree of sorts that'll look pretty good on a resume should I want to continue pursuing, um, a job with a higher, with higher pay in the future, um, that expect a degree from you, um, so, yeah, again, this is not an issue that is connected to autism, and again, I wanted to use this example to show you that autistic people are just as capable of feeling certain things like jealousy or envy, um, you know, or just or simply having flaws like these as normal people are capable of having them. My wife is a very content person. I can learn something from her. From her. She is a very content person. Um, she believes that we are very lucky, and we are. I just need to remind myself of that more. <laughs> um, and I need to be grateful for the fact that for the most part, we are smart with our money. Heck, my wife is smarter with our money than I am. That's why she is the one who handles uh, a lot of the finances, and she's really good at it. So, yeah, I, I thought I would just share that. I'm not entirely sure how to conclude it. Um, it's not 
it's not like it's something that's just eating at me every day and I'm obsessed over this person for uh, how well he has it. No, not really. I mean, at the end of the day, I I do work on accepting where my wife and I are now. And at the very least, I can be grateful for the fact that there are opportunities um, I can find so that we can continue to kind of work upward, you know, that we can uh, get better, land ourselves in a better position. I know that there are things I can do. Um, I know that there are things that I can work on to get us to a better position. Because it's one thing to want something. It's another thing to actually do it in order to get there. And that's something that I struggle at. There are things I want, but I tend to lack the action to get to that point. And so, yeah, it's, it's something that I need to work on. I need to motivate myself more to see what else is out there. The job market is not the greatest right now. It's pretty rocky. And um, we have the decades-long issue of wages never quite catching up with inflation, which is why more people struggle than I think uh, people should in, in 2023. Um, I actually started listening to this show recently called uh, Caleb Hammer, um, Financial Audit with Caleb Hammer. Uh, he's actually kind of up and he's kind of actually new on YouTube. Uh, just a guy named Caleb Hammer who um, does financial audits for people um, across a wide range of ages. And he listens to their personal stories, where they, what their economic background is, what they're struggling with now, the debts that they owe um their cost of living and everything and i think that in this time that we're living in right now economically Caleb is honestly doing a tremendous service for people and i think it's so cool that people like Caleb um took it upon himself to help people cuz he also deals with some pretty frustrating guests some pretty frustrating people who are well aware of the of the situation that they're in, but they don't have the motivation to fix it. And it becomes discouraging for Caleb. And I just say like props to him for, um, taking it upon himself, um, to try all these different, uh, people try helping all these different people, um, mo feeling motivated to help people get out of their, uh, financial situations and into some form of wealth where they're much better off um, than they were before. And it goes and and listening to his show has helped remind me that even in the current economy that we live in, even in these extremely difficult times we live in, there is always a way. <laughs> there is. I mean, I know like, some people are probably going to be listening to this go uh, to this going. Oh, it's easy for you to say, you know, and like list all like uh, point all these fingers at at different things to blame, like boomers and elites and <laughs> politicians and and stuff like that. And yes, to a certain extent, you know, some of those, uh, some of that is correct. Some of these people are absolutely responsible for the situation that we're in right now but it's situations like these where we really have to test ourselves uh, and prove to ourselves that we are mo we are in more control over our personal situation than we gives our than we give ourselves credit for we are in more control of our situation than we even know 
And I think I think neurotypical people are capable of coming to that conclusion, and I think autistic people are capable of coming to that conclusion. And I think it's great that we live in a time where people like Caleb Hammer can show people that. And that's their passion, that's their drive. I think that's great. And I do believe that there's always a way to work around the problems that we're facing right now. Yeah, I know groceries are expensive. I'm the one that primarily does the grocery shopping every month, and I go to Aldi and Costco kind of in a bundle on one one day and spend a a little over $200 in uh, groceries once a month, which obviously there's some smaller trips throughout the month for stuff like produce, fruit, um, milk, you know, the stuff that has an expiration date really tacked on them, right? Um, And it's hard. It's really, really hard. I'm not going to deny any of that. So, yeah. (laughs) I don't really know um, where to go from here exactly, except that's something that I've been dealing with lately. That's something that kind of hit me pretty hard a few weeks ago. And, And I'm currently working on doing what I can do for myself, what I can do for my wife and I. And I think in the end, as hard as it can be to hold on to that optimistic mindset, because optimism, positivity, those come in such short supply these days. But I believe that in the end, we're going to be fine. And I, if I keep getting up every morning to go to work, you know, like, I can go to work, and I can complain, you know, in my head all day, that I don't make the kind of money that I deserve to make or I should make in order to not only keep us afloat, but get even better. Or I can take advantage of what I am given. And there are many, many ways to do that. So anyway, that was another kind of like off-the-cuff episode for you. Excuse me, not going to promise that it won't happen again this season. I keep coming up with uh, new ideas to bring to the table, and I think that's great. I can think of a few more um, coming up. But I did say that KG and I will be in the next episode. We'll talk about something a little bit lighter. So that is uh, what we're going to do next week. Do something a little bit lighter. Maybe I'll come back with another personal episode after that. But I did say I would do next week's as KG and I together. So I'm going to keep my word there. So anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Again, if you like these kinds of episodes, you can let me know on the pancakeking.substack.com. Subscribe to my Substack there to get a blog post every Saturday and a new podcast episode every Wednesday. See you guys next time. (laughs) 